Psychology Nerds, and welcome to a live episode of Psychology and Stuff, the podcast out of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. I'm Ryan Martin, one of the hosts of Psychology and Stuff, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, chair of the UW-Green Bay Psychology Program, Dr. Georgina Wilson-Dundas. How's it going, G? It is going terrific. I'm so excited for our live episode today. Not only our guests who are here, but also uh, I see some names in the uh, the virtual audience that bring me a great joy. So I'm not going to be a, a spoiler. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but I am super excited for this afternoon's discussion. So what about you, Ryan? What's up? I'm doing really well. I, I feel like in the interest of full disclosure, we should tell people that we we recorded another episode earlier today. And I also think I need to admit that I mispronounced the name of the show in that episode. I don't know if you noticed that at the beginning. <laughs> it was, I called it psychology stuff. Uh, it's, oh, it's terrible. Um, I was, I, I kind of noticed at the time and then I forgot. And then after we downloaded it, I listened to it and I realized, nope. So listen to that, listeners, uh, the April 1st episode when it comes out. Uh, it's really, really a great, fun episode. But um, yeah, I mispronounced the name of the show. Maybe people will think it's an April Fool's joke. Let's just go with that. At first, I thought it was. I was like, oh my gosh, he's hilarious. And then I realized, nope, nope. he just can't talk yet. It's, nope. It was early in the morning. So I loved that actually. Um, and good. I should say that I like, I changed clothes and, and redid my hair and makeup for this second show. So you blew my cover. Like yes. no one was supposed to know that we actually recorded twice in one day. I'm pretending that it, it's a new day. Well, I actually changed my shirt too. Uh, why I did that, I don't know. But for the same reason, I was like, I can't have that many pictures of me wearing the same thing. People will think so, okay, <laughs> very good. All of our secrets uh, are out now. So let's talk to Kelsey. Kelsey, how's it going? It's going great. Um, I did change my shirt, so there's <laughs> that, but uh, I didn't do my hair or put makeup on for this. So let's go. What a day. <laughs> very good. I look the same as this morning. Everything's fine. <laughs> Kelsey is our fabulous intern who is killing it for us. Um, she, you can see her work uh, at Psych and Stuff on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, lots of good stuff. So just search at Psych and Stuff and she's in all those places doing really, really great stuff. Should we talk to our guest, G? Absolutely. I'm so excited. Drum roll. Okay, I am too. Away. I'm excited too. So, all right. So she, our first guest, she is currently a UW-Green Bay senior studying psychology and working as a research assistant in both Dr. Cowell's neuroscience lab and Dr. Hillhouse's pain and addiction neuropharmacology lab. She's a student ambassador, a TA and more, but most importantly for today, she's a graduate of Preble High School. It's Paige Anderson. How's it going, Paige? It's going well. You make me sound like I'm a lot busier than I feel like I am, but it's fine. <laughs> It did sound really busy as I was reading that. I was like, wow, that's a lot of stuff. And some of that stuff's real hard to say too. My, my email <laughs> signature is quite long. So. <laughs> I bet. Thank you so very much for being here. Um, I'm looking forward to talking to you today. So our, our next guest, he's a Preble High School teacher with a master's in secondary education from Viterbo University. He teaches a bunch of courses, including AP Psych, Multicultural Studies and Native American Study. 
He teaches Upward Bound Psych at the UW-Green Bay campus and has been a steadfast supporter and contributor to the Excellence in Psychology Instruction Conference, or EPIC. Oh, and by the way, I once got to watch him teach, and he is amazing. It's Jason Bodwin. How's it going, Jason? Oh, great. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. By the way, that's 30 years of coursework that I've taught. Not all this year. I'm not as busy as Paige. <laughs> not all this year. I don't know. We have asked the impossible of teachers this year. So teaching 30 years of coursework in one year seems totally reasonable to me. I teach yep. government and psychology, and they've crossed more than any topic that I can ever experience in the last year. So <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> well, I mean it. The, the day I got to come watch you teach when you were teaching at GB was really something. I uh, really, really loved watching you work. So thank you for that. Thanks for joining us. We had a good, we had fun. All right, so our final guest today, he's the chair of the social studies department at Preble High School, where he's been teaching psychology for the last 15 years. He's also on the steering committee for the Excellence in Psychology Instruction Conference and has been a regular presenter. He founded at Psych Review, which, uh, sorry, at Psych underscore Review, which are the Twitter and Instagram accounts that help psychology students prepare for the college board exam. He's the founder and advisor for the Preble Psychology Club. And in October, he was named the teacher of uh, excuse me, the Teachers of Psychology in Secondary Schools Member of the Month. It's Adam Wiskirchen. How's it going, Adam? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And, and no one is as busy as Paige. That's definitely true. No one is, I've, I've known Paige a long, long time. No one keeps themselves more busy than Paige, so it's not even a contest. <laughs> yeah, she is kind of a big deal around here. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I believe it. And I should mention too, Adam, one of the things I'm going to want to talk about at some point today, we can, we can hold off on it, but is that fair that you do at Preble a lot of years? I guess you, you didn't do it last year, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. And I'm guessing that you might not be able to do it this year, but I, wow, is it a great event. So I want to make sure we cover that too. Excellent. Yeah. Right. Dee, do you want to kick things off here? I, I do. I have so many questions, uh, but the focus of today's episode is just talking about psychology specifically uh, in high school. And so uh, although you teach many other things like Jason was talking about to teaching government and, um, and other social studies fields, today we're talking about psychology. And so my first question uh, to you is, what is your favorite psychology concept to teach and why? So, um, I'm gonna throw that to Jason. Jason, you don't have as much time to think, so there you go. <laughs> All right, so what's your favorite psych concept and why? Um, it, it's a tough one to name because I'm, I'm, by trade, I'm a history teacher. By minor, I'm a history teacher. And history, I will admit, is a tough sell. It's tough to convince high school students that history, you know, adults tell me all the time, well, oh, well, that matters to me now, but it didn't when I was with it. But psych, I, it's not an easier, easy sell, but it's an easier sell than history. And I just, I love it. Every topic is so new and different in intro. I mean, um, I, I have a hard time picking one. My favorite topic to teach is, is well, my poor neighbor next to me has had to hear me play Hotel California for the last 20 years because I teach sensation, perception, and memory. Um, based on the lyrics of Hotel California. So that's the one that I build for like weeks. And then it comes to, you know, crescendo at the end when I play the song and show the parts. And I hear about that years later, like kids will hear it in their cars and text me 20 years later saying, it's, you still ruined that song for me. Um, 
the, but seriously, my favorite day though in teaching psychology is when I have that moment and, and, and I, I do teach it. You can take the, the teacher out of the history class, but you can't take the history out of the, te- the teacher. And I go in my intro class, I do it in a different order. Um, and I go through the history of psychology and we start with Freud and there's all this, and we build and we build and we build. And I end with neuropsychology. And a lot of people are like, why would you do that? But I, I, I try to put together the blocks that lead us to understanding the brain. You know, my kids always say Freud was right. And then I say back, but he, or, he, he wasn't, but he wasn't wrong either. I mean, he had, you know, so we take those pieces and I get to a lesson when I teach about neurotransmitters and it's just so fun because we talk about oxytocin and the relation of oxytocin with parents. And we go through the amygdala and how dreams come out of the ponds and kids are like, okay, this is all. And it all kind of comes together. And that's my, I lose it that day. Um, they, I could barely stay in the little two inch screen this year when I finally got to that point. Cause you work toward, you all know that point for months and when it all comes together that day is my, is my favorite day. Um, the, you, Adam? The, the, the amount of passion that you just displayed, I think every day is your favorite day. <laughs> that is so fun just to like hear you talk about the journey of learning about and teaching about psychology. That's super fun. So Adam, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, it's, I agree with Jason. This is, dif- this is difficult because, you know, I, I feel like there's, there's at least one or two days in every single unit where I just say like, I love this day. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, it's when we teach about the brain, um, we're lucky we have a science department that provides us with brain specimens for sheep. So we can get kind of hands on with that kind of stuff, um, which is a lot of fun in that unit. You know, we talk about neuroplasticity and I think maybe some of you have written our backwards bike and just to be able to get really hands on with stuff like that is a blast. I love teaching sensation and perception too, because um, I feel like every other day in that, in that unit, we're out doing something that's very, very hands on. Um, for, for concepts that are really hard to sometimes grasp, um, I mean, making something like Weber's law interesting, um, is, is a lot of fun, I think. And then, you know, I think, I don't know if we did this to Paige, but, and I'm sure most psych teachers do this, but even when you're teaching classical conditioning and we're spraying them in the face with a water bottle and we're, we're classically conditioned, did we do that to you, Paige? Uh, not to me. You did it to, uh, Brandel Bonetti. See, look, <laughs> she's got a great memory. Yes, you I have my brain cap picture over on my wall as well, just so you know. There you go. So, yeah, I mean, like, even like, you know, finding fun ways to um, make things engaging and fun um, and memorable, I think, for students. And I think that's the pleasure that we have when we teach this class. Um, every single unit has those those opportunities, you know, and I, I mean, probably my favorite thing to teach, though, is is something in social psychology, typically, because it's very hands on and it's very connected with the whole group. So we do some stuff with social trap that's a lot of fun um, where we get them all to compete for extra credit and um, they're willing to like almost you know kill each other over it and just like those opportunities to uh, have the group come together is a a lot of fun so this is a tough question I know I'm gonna like leave today and be like why didn't you say this or that Uh, because there's so much you know there's so much but I think for me it's mostly just wanting to get the kids hands-on because you know well Ryan said we can talk about this later but um, you get them interested in something um, eventually, and then they want to maybe push that into a project at the end of the year too. So that's exciting. Yeah, it, it's fair to say that while I have ridden the backwards bike, it's not really fair to say that I rode the backwards bike, right? <laughs> I, I think I, 
I made it six inches before falling over. So uh, it was it was tricky. Paige, how about you? What was now thinking back to I'm guessing three four years ago when you took this class? What was the what was the unit that jumped out to you that really sort of got you? Ah, oh, so this is also hard for me. So it depends on how we look at it. So I remember as a junior, I was taking intro and then later I took AP. Um, there was after, I believe one of, we were learning methods that I went home and I cried because I was like, this is the job that I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So it wasn't my favorite because it was methods, but it was when it started coming together that I realized like it's all part of the bigger picture. Um, and that was something I really saw myself being a part of. Um, as far as classes, like, uh, I don't, like I told you guys this before, I'm not comfortable calling you Adam yet. So I took Mr. Wisconsin's <laughs> class and um, he was excited about teaching and it made everything just as exciting to learn. Um, and so it's really hard, but I did my uh, psych fair project on memorizing a deck of cards in under 10 minutes, no matter which way you shuffled it. And so for me, memory was really fun because I have a good memory and I was able to really use that. Um, but yeah, anything regarding neuro, I really enjoyed. I liked when we used mnemonic devices to start naming different brain parts because I still call the cerebellum the cerebalance. Um, I, I'm teaching neuroscience now as a TA. I do it all the time. And so I will tell people like, you know, your hippocampus, the hippo goes to school to learn and make memories and then all this other stuff. So just a bunch of things like that has always been really fun to me. I love that. What about, um, so what, let's kind of back out sort of more, a little more big picture as we think about this. What do you, why do you think it's important that people teach high school psychology or that, that students have the opportunity to take that? I should have called on someone. I'm going to say Jason. Uh, uh, you, uh, you know, the thing I hope my students leave, I will tell you back, back in the 40s when I was an intro to psych at East High Green Bay, teacher was wonderful and I loved it, but I didn't, it almost felt like you had to be a therapist. You were taught like you went to psychology because that's what you were going to do. And I, that wasn't something that interests me. And, and, and it wasn't any failure of the program. That's just how the impression I got. Um, but I love the fact that I, t I must say it a thousand, if kids put their little tally sheets when I say this, I said, you know, I want you to be a better parent, a better child, a better spouse, a better boss, a better teacher, a better therapist, a better counselor, whatever it is um, with the tools we give you here. And, and my ultimate goal is that they leave my class with that eclectic view of psychology. As a parent, I have two boys. I don't use the same tools for either of them. What worked for one of them, I think is going to work. And I go after it with the same tool and I'm humbled in a second that that didn't work out well at all. And so I try to teach them that, you know, that my, one of the biggest, I go to my, and, and if you've seen me out at GP, you probably saw, what is this dork walking in with a toolbox and a TC? <laughs> what kind of trade school do we have here at TC? We got a clown school, but that's my symbol of my class that, that you're going to need a lot of tools in life and for a lot of experiences. I had that moment that all teachers dream about today. This, uh, a student emailed me saying, I'm at Madison. I just declared IO psychology. If I'd have known there was an IO psychology, that I would have loved that, but it was not, we never talked about things like that. So um, to me, that's the thing where they just leave with a well-rounded, no matter what they do in life, you know, business, marketing, it's psychology. So 
that is awesome and so true. And and I love that you you carry a physical um, representation of that in a toolbox because if that sticks in your mind, right? When you when you see that, so awesome. What about you, Adam? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this class is so diverse. You know, we start off like Paige said. I, by the way, I'm glad to hear that we made Paige cry over research methods. <laughs> uh, not the easiest unit to make a kid cry over. Um, get excited about, it. but you know, you think about everything that we get a chance to discuss throughout a full year too. You know, that's I think one of the benefits. Paige did take my intro to psych semester course, but then she came back for a full year of it in AP Psych. So over the course of a full year. We, we get a lot of time to deep to dive deep into many different subjects. And, you know, I tell these kids every single day, we're going to relate this to your life today, too, just like yesterday and the day before. Um, and I know you're going to get sick of my corny stories about my life, but it's because everything that we talk about, we can relate back to ourselves. Um, and I mean, it is exciting. There's so much in this course with our content that can change from year to year to, to year two. Um, I love coming to Epic and hearing people um, teach us about new things. And I, I'm, you know, I think our students are able to take that then. And realistically now, I think many of them are able to see a career in psychology as a real thing. And I think that's a really exciting thing. I just tell them, hey, listen, too, this is probably going to be the most boring psych class you ever take. At least that's our goal. Because after you take this class, then you can specialize in any of those units that we've already talked about. And you can go off at your next university and you can start to really learn so much more and have so much more fun in, with this and it's going to become um it's going to become your passion so you know it's it's great to hear about people like Paige and what they're doing I should say I wonder if you um if you think about psychology and its impact on the students that are taking your classes do you think that um that in in some way transforms them like or is that too lofty of a of a word um and and i see Paige nodding her head so maybe um maybe you could start us off Paige, by saying like did it transform you and in, if yes in what way it's arguably transforming every aspect and i think it ties back to exactly what you guys were just talking about why it's important is because there's a world outside but the world that's inside everybody else is so untouched on, even for all that we know. And to investigate each little aspect of who we, who every person is and how they differ and how they're similar despite their differences, I think it kind of just gives me like this existential crisis, but in a good way, like it transforms everything. I mean, once I start learning about all the things that I didn't know before, you know, sensation, perception, things that we don't have to think about, it it just makes you very cognizant of everything that kind of goes on thereafter. Um, you know, and it does make you arguably like a better person to know these things, you know, you can be more aware. And I think like I've just been more understanding as a person. I'm more empathetic than I to those that maybe I wouldn't have been before. Um, I try to teach others. I try to meet people where they're at, not necessarily where they should be. Um, I kind of just use that to guide my interactions with people. So I think it's definitely changed who I am as a person. That's pretty cool. I was thinking you know, like 
um, you recall things that you learn in this class because they stick with you for the everyday life, but it's an everyday life that you look at differently. Like Jason was saying that students text him when Hotel California comes on the radio. That's like a, an example of how you change them. And when they hear that song, they're like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of the time that Mr. Bodwin did blah, blah, blah. You know, like, and, and it, it sends you back to that kind of, um, that learning in a happy and excited way. I think that that's pretty cool. Um, what do you see, Jason, as like the transforming power of psychology? The biggest thing that I attempt to get across, and, and I mean, with critical periods or whatever the ages my students are at, is when I get to Rogers, we start talking about empathy, and and, um, and even though it's you know the scientific part of, of humanism or whatever else, I my favorite thing is I you know when I show a video that has some emotion in it. I don't watch the video because obviously I've seen it 50, but also I look at the students and I see who's like, you can just see in their faces. And I'm like, okay, there's empathy. And I always, and I, this I probably shouldn't say this, but I had a kid who got a five on the AP test and I point blank told him never work with human beings ever. I mean, <laughs> he was genius, but had no reversibility, no empathy, no ability to relate to human beings. And I've had kids that in the, in the store shall remain nameless that I tease them about, you know, have you found everything okay? And I said, you're not being genuine. Don't ask me that. You're not being real. And it catches them in life saying, I said, when you say hello to somebody, when your parents come home, you know, when you're, when you're going through, how was your day? Does it mean something? And, you know, just to have them think through that, the way they carry themselves, the empathy, the acceptance that they use. And, and I know it's, it's trite and corny, but I think politically or wherever else we could be in a lot of different places, if it makes them at least think about other human beings in that critical period of late high school, then academics aside, that to me is a huge goal. Absolutely. I just had this memory of once as a young therapist walking down the hallway and saying to someone as I walked them to like the therapy room, like, so how have you been or something like that. And my supervisor caught me and later on, he brought me into his office and he said, did you want him to actually answer you in the hallway? And as far as how he's been? And I said, well, I guess, no, I, no. And he's like, well, then don't ask. It's like, sit him down in a chair, wait, shut the door, have the conversation that you really want to have. Don't just say stuff that are, isn't intentional. So yeah, I, I'm remembering the scolding now all of a sudden. It's all coming back. <laughs> Adam, how about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think we, sometimes we don't know the impact that we have on kids. I think this is just as in teaching in general, but there's so many things that we teach again in this class. And, you know, I, I ran into a former student recently um, over the summer and he said, you know, I can't tell you how much I use um, from that class in my everyday life and in my, in my profession. Um, you know, and I think it, sometimes we don't understand the impact and, and what kids find interesting or not, you know. Uh, it's always interesting to hear people like Paige say, this is what I took from your class, because sometimes it's not what we enjoyed the most. It's just something that connected with them and something that they love. And, and it, it's, you know, and sometimes we, we're, we're getting through to kids a lot more than we ever thought. You know, Jason talks about getting text messages from kids. I have a, I have a former student and I will sometimes still get a text message from him. He texts it. He texts me uh, PIA psychology in action. And that's it. It's just like this weird random text that comes from this kid every once in a while. Like, hey, I thought about your class today because something came up again. 
And that's it. I still have no clue what he's usually texting me about. But he's <laughs> saying like, hey, it came up again. You know, something happened today that, that made me think of your class from years ago. And so, you know, it's, it's a fun way. And I, I love the class, too, because so many of our kids that are taking this class are juniors and seniors that have just a passion for learning and a passion to be in our room. You know, I, I was crunching numbers recently. Jason and I probably get a chance to teach almost half the kids combined in our building. We have a huge building. Um, you know, with, we're running about 13 different sections of psychology this year. Um, so, I mean, we're connecting in a normal year, those section numbers are pretty large too. So we get a chance to meet some really amazing students. I know that you guys see some of them, um, mm -hmm. but the connection has is, is always been amazing too. Um, I think I think Jason and I have some of the best jobs in the city. That's pretty awesome, and I think um, I, I think that you help us at the college level up our game because students come to us having taken your amazing and transformative um, intro and AP classes, and they come to us and they're like, "You better like hit this out of the ballpark because where I came from." was amazing and so you have a like big shoes to fill and I feel like that helps us uh, really do our best and and teach at our best and that's one of the greatest things about our epic conference the excellence in psychology instruction consortium conference uh, is that we get to share ideas because we um, can learn so much from each other um, about what sort of ways we can light the fire of psychology in our students. And it's so fun to be able to share that passion with um, you, both of you, but also uh, the other psychology high school students or teachers that I see on the chat here too, as well. Yeah. I, Paige, I'm curious, because I, I know that I know that the class inspired you career-wise, right? It sent you down a career trajectory and path. What do you think as far as sort of how it prepared you for college in other ways, maybe in broader ways? So I'm a first-generation student, first and foremost. So um, I knew, like I said before, like college was always in my future, but I didn't know in what way. Um, and so as far as like just having the trajectory of where I'm going to start in college was really important. But I think even just in my courses, I mean, I am taking my last course now, um, which is really crazy to say anyway, but, um, <laughs> really but I think the way that Mr. Wiskirchen taught the class, it was story-like, it was seamless. It, there, it seemed like there was a beginning, middle and end to everything that was taught. And so like Georgina said, I had that expectation coming in. I was ready to be in any and every classroom because I was so ready to have that same experience. Um, and so I think rather than being the nervous first-gen student, I was the excited first-gen student. And that really changed my perspective on what I was determined to get out of this experience. Um, like in high school, I was not involved <laughs> at all. I worked about 35 hours a week and that was about all I had time for. And so when I got to college, I was like, all right, how are we going to manage that? And then some, and then I did. And now I am graduating with um, 
seven different internships over collective like 13 semesters because I had a lot of that overlapped. And I'm working on an honors project. I'm in three honor societies. I'm doing a lot more than I even thought that I could feasibly do. And so I think it prepared me to take on what I really wanted to accomplish, but didn't necessarily know there were means to accomplish those things. Um, and then also when I got into those classes, being that first gen student, I was comfortable in the classroom and that is kind of hard to do at first. Um, you know, taking other classes, like even my first year seminar that's supposed to be kind of an intro to college class, I was more nervous there than I've ever been in an upper level psych course because I had familiarity of the content where, oh yeah, I remember brain caps. Like I, I got this neuro stuff, um, neuros, you know, that I've got this in the bag because I have a, made a paper cap to wear colored in with some colored pencils a few years back <laughs> or you know I'm learning about memory and like I said my psych fair project I intertwined like six different psych concepts about how to memorize a deck of cards and then I did it so I can always relate back to something I've previously done where it's not that novel of an experience anymore it's in depth to what I previously learned but it's nothing that I couldn't handle at that point. so that prepared me a lot. And I see some uh, comments in the chat, including from Kelsey, our intern, who didn't have the opportunity at the school where she went to, to high school to take psychology. And she was kind of sad uh, about that, that she didn't have the opportunity. So how great is it that you are teaching, what, 13 sections of psychology courses at, uh, at a high school? Um, like, do you think that every high school should have some form of psychology and, and should it be required for every high school student to take it? Adam and I, I was department chair a while back and Adam's department chair, we've been through several cycles of curriculum changes and there's always the newest and best process that we put curriculum together. And every, I just have two thoughts with that question. One was there was talk a number of cycles ago, I don't remember anymore, uh, about putting like a, a psych course in like freshman year in eighth grade and doing kind of an intro to psych mm -hmm. in those informative, painful years for a lot of human beings in the middle school years. Um, and and I, I really went round and round with that of, okay, not that, you know, just without training, what will that turn into without, you know, having a teacher without any certification or, you know, besides maybe some basic, is it going to be that, you know, I, again, I just got nervous that, you know, then the thing that killed it usually was we don't have a book. We don't have a book. We can't teach it without a book. And then that part, I was like, no, you can teach it without a book. Um, but that part I, I struggled with. The other um, part of that question is once upon a time, I, I taught psychology and sociology. I had the same kids, uh, but at semester it switched. And I had a really interesting moment several times I taught it. Um, the kids who liked psychology, it was like this algebra geometry thing. The kids who liked psychology went to sociology and they didn't like it. And then I had the kids who didn't like psychology as much. And, not, you know, I'm not talking about overall everybody, but didn't like psychology, but that loved sociology. And I, I just think there are some kids, psychology is very gray. It is very, you know, it's, it's, it's a construct in a lot of ways, whereas sociology is like, you, it's Seinfeld. You see it every day on the street. You see it in, in human interactions, and 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 so the, those kids love that part. So I just I do think in the elective process, I think that kids have to find their 
their niche and maybe it's psychology and, and maybe it's, I just worry if we require it too much that I, I don't know if we're gonna do it justice. Hmm. Yeah, I think there have been some school districts, even locally, that have tried the model of teaching psychology for about six weeks to their freshmen. In fact, I, I know I'm probably going to screw this up. We need a fact check on the uh, podcast, but <laughs> uh, I think the peer did that. We were, we were looking at their curriculum a few years back, and um, I worry about not doing it justice. In fact, I worry sometimes um, a lot of us here who teach are friends with a certain AP psych teacher who's very good down in Kimberly. And I worry about people like Amy who can only teach it for a semester because I've had to do that. And it's a nightmare teaching AP psychology for a semester. So, you know, I agree with Jason. I don't want to, I don't want to force something onto kids. I think if we can do it well, we can hit on most of them. Um, and there are so many other really great electives that we do offer. Um, so, I mean, I think he makes some really good points. Um, and I, again, I don't want to water it down and just kind of, brush it over kids their freshman year when they're probably not even ready for it. Um, so, you know, I think I, I would just say, if you're going to teach a class like this, I hope, I, I really love when districts say we're going to move to a full year or two tries. Cause I think it's just, it's better for everyone. It's better for their students for earning college credit, but they're just, I mean, they're getting twice as much time with that teacher and then they can get more hands-on and they can start to develop that passion for the class. I would. I wouldn't touch AP psychology until Adam and was Barbara Jared and he, he helped to make it a year long because I'm like, I can't do it. I can't, I can't just gloss over things uh, and do lip service to major theories in, in two days. And so I, I wouldn't do it until they changed it uh, to a year. That is awesome. We have a, a shout out from the, from Devin, who is one of your Preble alums, uh, who is asking to Mr. Bodwin and Ms. Kirchen, uh, what made you decide to study psychology and teach on top of that? I'll go first. Hi, Devin. Uh, I haven't seen Devin in a while. I, you always feel bad for the seniors too that had to end their, their high school career during a pandemic. So thanks for joining <laughs> Devin. Um, I, I flat out had um, an amazing high school psychology teacher. Um, his name is Rick Reinders. Um, he teaches down by... Oh man, Cedarburg maybe now. I don't know. Mr. Reinders has bumped around a little bit, but um, he he got us really hands on into psychology. It was just a semester course. It wasn't AP Psych. We didn't have that at my school at that time. It probably tells you how old we are. Um, and um, you know, again, he had a passion for everything he did every single day, and it was contagious. And um, he got us out actually doing things in the community. And when we became hands on it just became better than any other social studies class, even the ones he taught. So, you know, it became addictive. And then I think just seeing that he had a passion for it every day, I, I thought, why wouldn't I want to be around students like this teaching something that I loved? So it was easy. I guess if I could return question to Devin, I hope Devin, you have your pocket constitution on you from government class because you better have that on you. You know, you shouldn't ask the question if you didn't have it on you. Um, I, I have to admit, nice job, Kevin. Nice job. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, I didn't graduate directly from college with a psychology certification. Um, I was planning on being a history teacher. Uh, to go back to that question, I, in any class I teach, I'm an episodic teacher. I, I'm a, like Adam said, I'm a storytelling teacher. Here's a concept, government history, here's how it relates. And I always loved that. I used to sit in classes and go, 
this is bigger than what you're telling me. This is, this is, this is as a, it's going on today here or whatever. And it wasn't directly in psychology. To be honest, I was about to get my first job and they said, we want to hire you. I student taught there and they said, but we can't hire you if you're not psych certified. Well, we took care of that in the summer and, it, uh, and I quickly became psych certified and I loved it. And now I, besides AP government, I teach exclusively, psycho almost exclusively psychology. Hey Paige, we got a question for you, which is what do you want to do with your psych degree? And have you ever considered teaching psychology? Yes. So um, I am wrapping up my senior year here. I've just applied to a few uh, PhD clinical psychology programs. Um, it's something that I think allows me, because I'm so passionate about everything, kind of do a little bit of everything. I really like research. I work uh, in the neuroscience lab and the pain and addiction neuro neuropharmacology lab on campus right now. Um, I don't want to exclusively stay in research at the moment. I would like to do more applied work. Um, I particularly have interests in single event, uh, early life trauma, child develop developmental psychopathology and how those single event stressors uh, impact emotional regulation and processing. Um, it's a little bit of a newer field. A lot of the research right now is about chronic trauma, but I uh, have a few articles that I found and very little data that show um, right now that there are too many differences between people who only had something happen once, but still have very profound effects. So I would like to work alongside people who have those kind of problems. And teaching, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe one day, but I think I want to do some other things first and then maybe later do a little bit more teaching once I kind of have some other experience under my belt. But everything's really exciting. So I, I'm really happy no matter where I end up. And that's one of the best parts about psychology. I think everything is so exciting. Like you could have gone lots of different directions, I, I feel like. You know, like you chose one that you feel like um, fits where you're going, of course. But like, I, I feel like, psychology, like Jason said in the very beginning, it's so amazing. Like I just, I, I love this part and then I love this part and then I love this part too. And it's always changing as well. Uh, we just celebrated our hundredth episode of Psych and Stuff, the podcast. And uh, we asked some of our all stars uh, to say one thing about psychology that we wish that everyone knew and they all pick something that's really recent as opposed to like things that happened even like 10 years ago or so. And I love that too, that it's a field that every year it's new and fascinating and the ways in which we can do research and teach about it is great. Yeah, I think if there was a career in psych where it's kind of like when you go up to the soda fountain, you get like one of everything. Uh, you, get a little bit of, you get a little bit of Powerade, you get a little bit of Coke, like whatever's on there. If they had a career where I could do a little bit of everything, that would be great. But I suppose that's, um, I'm just wishful because I guess that's what Mr. Wiskirchen kind of did as he taught. He just taught us a little bit of everything and it was pretty cool, so. One last question here for Jason and Adam, and that is, do you have any recommendations for future high school psych teachers? I don't know who wants to take that. Well, I, I, you know, I think that the resources that we have today are really amazing. Um, you know, there's like a, there's a network, there's a community out there. And I think um, 
first of all, finding that network and, and being involved in it is really important. So Jason and I, for instance, are pretty active um, following at least and sometimes participating on a Facebook account. And I think Jason, I don't know, there's probably over 2000 AP Psych teachers that are a part of this account. It's kind of locked down to just teachers. Um, I think being a part of TOPS is, is really beneficial too. Um, honestly, I, I think we're extremely blessed to be in Green Bay because you know I think if you can connect with a local university like we've been able to, I think that that's huge as well. Um, and then I, I think the big thing is don't be afraid to just go out and talk to people. Um, don't be afraid to go out and ask questions. It's weird, on, on Monday, some students of mine asked a question about memory and I said, we're just gonna contact the psychologist or the, the, the researcher that came up with this research. And we're just gonna see if they respond. And he responded like twice that day. Um, and he's this big famous researcher out at UC Irvine. And we're just, just like, well, we're just gonna try. And um, you know, I think you can't be afraid to just go out and, and connect with people, just like any other career. Um, and especially if you've got people in your building or in your district too, you know, um, ask them questions, steal from them as, as much as you can um, until you kind of find what your voice is within that room. Um, I, I was just, I'm so proud that I made it through the entire thing with somebody not having to tell me to unmute. So I'm so happy about that. So that's, that's the last question I have a victory. Um, I do want to say a couple of, one, I'm not, Adam and I, we don't teach the same order. And I love the fact that we professionally can throw things past each other and we do things a little bit differently, but we both have our art to teaching. Um, and that's what I love. And that's, I guess my biggest recommendation is have fun and enjoy it. And I don't care what you're thinking of teaching. Um, you know, we're caught up against a test. You know, we have to, that, that I, we take that neurotically seriously because we, we want our students, and I, I probably shouldn't say this because it affects your level, um, but I'm about to cross, the kids who left my room for AP Psych have, are about to cross the $1 million mark. We've saved families a million dollars. And then I'm just going to pull my jersey and walk out of the stadium and call it a day. Uh, but, it, but don't, we're up against that test, but it's also have fun with it. Just, I mean, um, just like in government, I, I have a passion for government. Uh, when I teach psychology, for a while I would keep it very sterile, but then I finally said, you know what? I'm gonna tell them that this, this subject mattered to me. When I teach grief, I've dealt with grief in my life. I've lost people I care about, and I'm gonna tell them those stories. And in one particular time, I had a young man who lost his mother two weeks before, and I was in my head, I was in such cognitive distance, like, right, should we even go there right now? And I went there, and one of, all the kids are like, Mr. Bodo, you know, like, I'm like, no. No, we, this is the time we should be discussing this. He does, and the one, one student said, well, what if he cried? I said, he should cry. He lost his mother. His mother deserves to be grieved and he deserves to grieve her. And if we can't handle that as a psychology class, then we probably should be, you know, taking a different course. And so just, you know, uh, live, live it and, and be episodic and share um, in my space. I tell them this is a, what goes on in 210 stays in 210. I want you to express what you, you got. You've got more experience. So these kids work in Alzheimer's units and their CNA classes. They're bringing things that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I mean, and they're seeing it. So just, just there's the curriculum. And of course that's important, uh, but just have live it too and have fun with it. I love that advice. That is really great. We, um, let's see, uh, I think Georgina, we're transitioning to our positive note, right? And then we're gonna come back and see what else, what, any sort of final thoughts and things like that. Does that sound good? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. So we like to end every episode with a positive note. So some, especially uh, this last year when I think people can use some of that positivity. And so 
We discovered today, much to our chagrin, I think, that neither Georgina or I were able to take high school psychology courses. And so they, they weren't available to me. I can't speak to Georgina. I, if I'm being honest, I think Georgina probably had the opportunity and chose not to. But, but I... <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> you were wrong. I love saying that. <laughs> yeah. No, neither of us had the opportunity. They weren't offered. So um, we decided that our uh, positive note today would be what was the class that we could wish we could ditch so we could have taken a psychology course. So who's going for it first, G? Is it me or you? Yeah, you go first. Okay. So I want to preface this by saying that I actually think this is kind of cool trajectory story that I was a TA for my math teacher when I was in high school, and I had the goal of being a math teacher uh, when I went to college. And I remember her actually saying it, at one point that she wished she could teach a psychology course. Um, and this is, um, that, that was a little bit of her background and that she would like it, but they just hadn't, it wasn't available yet at, at my school and that she would really like to. So there's a piece of me that sort of feels like, oh, that's cool that this this person who was really influential to me was a math teacher and that was the trajectory I was headed down and now I'm a psychology teacher, which is what she also wanted to do. So, um, but so what is the course? Well, I, I told the story earlier, but I went to a school that had a very, very, very heavy arts requirement. And I, I think that's wonderful and I don't want to diminish the arts at all, but I do think it's fair to say that I am not an artist for a reason. Uh, and I had to take so many different types of art courses. And I, I was so bad that I could never make it to like the next level of any of these courses. So I had to just take the intro of everything. So I kept taking, I've taken intro ceramics, intro painting, intro uh, drama, intro everything. And to the point that I actually, um, uh, I, I think at one point I tried to take like a next level drama class. And when I went to talk to the teacher about it so she could sign off on the slip, she said, you know, you need to audition for that, right? <laughs> and so that was a clue, I think, that this was not my thing. So I think what I would like to do is, is drop one of those art courses so I could take a psych class, probably an intro to ceramics, maybe, because I never really put out any ceramics that were worth looking at. Well, that's what yeah. I got. I do have some ceramics that my son made in, uh, in well, it was elementary school on my shelf behind me. And um, I, when I look at it, I think, wow, I'm really glad that he went into welding instead. <laughs> ceramics well, just was not his thing. <laughs> I can see them and they are both better than what I was doing in high school. So <laughs> I love that. So, so my class is probably like the, the, the class that most students maybe would choose not to take. I would have definitely ditched Phi Ed, which used to be called gym class because I'm really old. Um, so like I would have ditched gym class because in our high school, we didn't have psychology, but we had a swim like as part of the gym class. Who wants to go in a pool in the middle of a school day and when you're in high school and then get out of the pool and then go to the rest of your classes? What made it super worse was that we couldn't wear our own swimsuits. They had like standard issue swimsuits that they would take out of this like bag 
and they would hand us one and we would have to wear it. I was like, oh, okay, that is not happening for me. <laughs> like, so I begged my parents to like write me a note like that, you know, like she has an allergy to chlorine. Like um, my mom's like, that's not true. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, so I definitely would have ditched that for psychology, which would have been a dream for me. That story or is- Or any other class ever. <laughs> <laughs> that story would have, is- You would have gross. taken Ryan's ceramics class over. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That story is gross under all circumstances, but in an international health crisis, it's really gross. Like <laughs> no sharing swimsuits, please. That is my, that feels like a good rule. Uh, <laughs> I am so, as we wrap up here, I am so, so thankful that you all took the time to talk with us today. I want to see any final thoughts, anything we should, uh, we should talk about before we go. Jason, you got anything for us? No, again, I appreciate Adam said it earlier, and I don't want to completely put a piggyback, but uh, when I started here, probably there was no relationship with us and UWGB, and I so appreciate, uh, I tell the kids all the time, I mean, just, I, I, I'm not going to pretend my Psych 100 and college professor was it was painful. It was a huge auditorium and he had crusty old notes and he did, and he, it was, it was painful. And, and so to see, to see the energy out there and the passion, the diversity, I mean, every one of you has got just a different talent. I want to thank Dr. Wills for helping me with, I, I call every year, I, I email her about statistics as I'm in a state of panic and I appreciate <laughs> the relationship. Um, Epic is a weekend I look forward to for the social part and the academic part and the sharing part and the the collegiality of all, all over the Midwest. And so anyway, thank you. And I appreciate the relationship that we've developed. So do we. Hey, Adam, you. I want to make sure that we talk about the, the fair that I mentioned at the very outset. So tell people about the psych fair quick. Oh, so the psych fair. So um, our students will run um, a fair at the end of this, at the end of the year um, after their AP exam. So when they walk in the day after their AP exam, I basically model what a booth or a demonstration could look like. And would they know that this is coming months ahead of time? Probably at the beginning of the year, I even mentioned it, but then they go off and they create their own booth um, with a really hopefully hands-on engaging activity. We've had some crazy things like that backwards bike page over in the corner of our LMC, memorizing a new deck of cards each period, but we've had moving rooms. We've had the psychology of breakout rooms, um, I, Ryan came to visit one time and we, um, we had a student that would alter his perception by, he would, he would have Ryan read a book and then Ryan's voice would be in an, a delay in, in the headphones and it would mess with his cognition and his reading ability and rate. So we have all of these kids that really go and sometimes they do classic things. We've had rubber hand illusion and some really amazing things, but the whole point is, um, collaborate with some, some, uh, peers on this, um, you know, create a really engaging demonstration, but then teach people about psychology when they come to your booth. And it's great for the kids to basically be busy for a full day. It's towards the end of their senior year usually. And I think it's a really good way to just kick off by showing people their passion for psychology. Um, their families come in, we bring in people like Ryan and gee, you're going to have to come in soon too, when we get back to it. Um, so yeah, yeah. The fair has been exciting. It gets kids hands-on. It gets them showing their passion for psychology. Um, and it's a good way to kind of just kick off the year. So I really appreciate Let me just say this real quick too. I really appreciate what, what um, Jason said is completely true. 
um, you know, this department, your department at GB, um, I mean, for gosh sakes, you run a conference for us. Um, <laughs> you come and you visit us if we, if we need help. You, you run a podcast. Um, you know, I remember talking to Paige about fit, you know, why GB is such a great school, but why their psych department will be a good fit. And I think that that's true. And, and um, you know, that's why we'll continue to funnel as many kids your way as we can. I do want to talk to Paige in just one second, but I want to say one about the fair. It is a really, really cool fun day. I can't wait till we can come back and do it again. I, I've been to it twice, I think. Um, one time I was horribly embarrassed by my inability to read a book passage out loud, um, especially because Chuck was there with me, the dean of our college, and he's an English professor, and he's really good at this, and so he had no difficulty at all, and then I went after him, and it was ridiculous. So, um, but two, I can't tell you how much I love the relationship we've established with, with your school, and, um, you know, and we've gotten amazing students out of it, too, um, you know, and it's just been, it's been so fun uh, getting to know you guys and work with you guys. And I'm, I'm really, really, really thankful for, for Epic and for, for you both and, and so on. So Paige, final thoughts as we wrap up here. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but not really all at the same time. I think just as like a general shout out to everybody is like, don't worry about being like that great high school teacher in 10 years, just worry about like being brave for the next day. And just getting through every day because like that's how far I've gotten and I've done okay. So just keep on keeping on. Awesome. I, like, I like that. Um, let's see, Kelsey, come back to us. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Real another quick thank you to Kelsey. Kelsey, remind people where they can find psych and stuff and find your work. Yeah, absolutely. So we have our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter, and it's UWGB Psych, or no, just Psych and Stuff. I apologize. I lied. <laughs> just Psych and Stuff. Um, but yeah, you can check out all those different things for social media and different updates. Um, and we're also going to be starting a new snippet where we're going to be kind of talking about new things coming up and our past episodes. So tune in for all of that. Very cool. Thank you, Thank you so much, Kelsey. Um, let's see, Georgina, do you have anything you want to plug or tell people about? I do not, but if you want to uh, connect on social media, I am at Georgina WD, so G-E-O-R-J-E-A-N-N-A-W-D, so um, check me out there. What about you? I, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm going to be on a couple of podcasts that are coming out in addition to this one. That um, so ruthless compassion. I was on that. Uh, that one already came out. You can find it on my website, alltheratescience.com. Um, I am going to be on another one. Legacy on purpose is the name of it, and I'm going to be on that. Uh, also, you can find that on my website when it comes out. I'm not totally sure when it when it will. I, I did the interview yesterday. So um, fun stuff there. Um, it's yeah. all about your awesome book, Why We Get Mad, and so. Um, if you haven't read it yet, listeners, definitely get yourself a, a copy. It has been life-changing for me. I, I think I apply things from it every single day. So uh, definitely check that out. It is awesome. Wow. That was a really nice thing to hear. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it for that promo. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Awesome. Yeah. And you can find me. I am Anger Professor on uh, social media 
Facebook, Twitter. Um, what else? What are the other options? Instagram, TikTok. I wasn't prepared for how mean people were going to be to me on TikTok, by the way. So that's a new thing that I'm dealing with. But hey, and Adam, actually, will you tell people, uh, remind people quick, the Psych Review Twitter and Instagram handle? Yeah. So we're on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I always say we. I don't know. It's just me. Um, I don't know who the other person would be in the we. Um, I'm on, it's at psych underscore review. And I have my first official troll. Oh. Um, yeah. It's really exciting, actually. So more to come maybe on that. It's, it's someone a, who's trying to, um, it's someone who's trying to correct like a monocular depth cue and, and, and they're driving me nuts about it. No, they're not. I'm not going to give them that, that satisfaction. They're not driving me nuts. I appreciate having a troll. It's yeah. not you, Jason. I know it's not you, Jason. I've, I've, no. But yeah, uh, on the on Twitter and Instagram, it's really great. They they you post questions for people, and I, I like it. So it's fun to follow. I still take the polls. So yeah, <laughs> they're good. Such a nerd. Okay, average is looking it's, pretty good. Is, is Paige the troll? Paige, are you? No, the... I promise I'm not. You'd know if it was me. Very good. Okay, I appreciate it, everyone. Thanks so much for talking with us. Psychology and Stuff is a production of Phoenix Studios at the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. The executive producer is Ryan Martin, and the production manager is Kate Farley. Our audio production coordinator is Bill Salick, and our sound engineer for this episode is Sarah Miller. Our graphic designer is Kimberly Weiss, and our intern is Kelsey Engelhardt. Special thanks also to our guests today, Adam, Jason, and Paige. If you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also head over to our website, uwgb.edu slash podcast to check out past episodes of this and all our shows. I'm your host, Ryan Martin, and I'm here with my co-host, Georgina Wilson-Dungess. Keep being amazing. Music.